0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Happiest Hour on Earth. We're so happy that you're here, we're so happy to be doing another episode, and this week we have a very special episode. Um, We were going to be doing our series, we are going to start a series about just our favorite you know rides and snacks and drinks and restaurants and everything at the Disney parks, but since Father's Day is coming up this Sunday and we did a Mother's Day episode when that weekend was here. We were like, we just have to do a Father's Day episode. We couldn't pass it up. We could not pass it up. So we are doing a Father's Day episode here. We're gonna be breaking down just the different types of Disney dads, discussing our favorite ones. We're not gonna to be touching on all of them because that is a lot, of Disney, a lot dads. of Disney dads. Oh yeah. Um, so we we cannot wait to to talk about this. But real quick before we even jump into this, um, the last couple of weeks we weren't planning to have so many people on our show but we just want to give big shout outs to riley on main street that we had um, my friend david ledbetter when we talked about all things star wars and then last week we had gabby from park Tees on and it was just so great to just chat um yeah. with all these amazing people and so if you have not listened to those episodes definitely go back and check those out um we had such a fun time and thank you I, for those who did listen thank you so much for listening but with that, should we go ahead and jump into the show?
1: Let's jump in.
0: All right, let's go. So before we jump into the topic, real quick thing, we you guys know us. We usually do a Disney snack and a Disney drink. This week, we're going to make a reel about how easy it is to grab churros at the store, the actual churros that you could buy in the in Disney the park. parks, mm-hmm. which is just amazing. They're at Smart and Final. And so I went over to Smart and Final, was trying to film all this stuff. And then when I got to the churro aisle, they only had packs of 100 for 50 bucks. And I was like, like
1: I don't think we I, need that many churros. I mean, that's I a love lot churros. Of churros. But that would last a really long time and we would gain some weight.
0: (laughs) I don't even know if we would have room in the freezer for those. Like, it was insane. Yeah, I think it
1: usually is a pack of 50, which is half.
0: Actually, I think they they do packs of 25, which I was like, packs of 25 for 12 bucks. Oh, that's that's what it was. Yeah, so it's like half. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that would have been perfect. But I drove all the way there
1: and yeah hundred churros yeah we just couldn't do that couldn't justify spending fifty dollars on churros
0: yeah and we so we were going to do a snack and we weren't going to do a drink um we do have some cool tiki mugs from the actual trader sam's that we are going to be using for drinks soon but Mm -hmm. tonight since we were planning on a snack um we did get some beer because for i think for the mother's day episode we had wine wine, yeah and so this (laughs) week we're doing beer this is at like our favorite place to get beer at Disneyland and California adventure mm-hmm. at the Pacific wharf distribution company. Yeah, um, so this good. is a Carl Strauss mm-hmm. beer. It's called the Aurora Hopialis which is just a really fun name. Um, I've been getting actually yeah, yeah. their boat shoes, uh, hazy over there recently, but this is just a classic. So I bought this at the store and yeah, it's just so good. So it's let's good cheers. One. I know we cheers. know what this tastes like, but it's just so great <laughs> to have a first sip. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. You can't an be IPA. an IPA walking around the Disney nice parks. Nice and crisp. Yep. I know. So good. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: on the topic of snacks, in case you don't follow us on Instagram or didn't see our post, check out this sweater I'm wearing right now. It's a jersey. But we have a friend, Shannon, who designed the most amazing... Like, artwork on this spirit jersey. It's just your standard black spirit jersey. But she is an artist. And you can't see the back right now. You can kind of see the front a little bit. But go look on our Instagram because it's our most recent post. And it's a picture of us uh, as the first photo at the castle. But if you scroll over, you're going to see what this looks like. And it is amazing. It is, like so it's i mean it's like kind of themed around our podcast yeah the and front
0: is our logo yes is it's our amazing. logo
1: and the back has just tons of the snacks and drinks that we've made on the show so it is yeah. so so special to have yeah just to have forever like long after you know all, all this podcasting stuff when we're old We're going to have this awesome jersey. I'm, like, never going to get rid of it. Yeah, good, like,
0: memory of what we're doing currently, which is so exciting. I love it. So
1: thank you, Shannon. We absolutely love it.
0: And you could, yeah, you could find her at just underscore Shannon if you want to see. It is really hard to find spirit jerseys right now online. So um, she's not, like, making them and selling them on her Etsy shop. Um, she just because technically it's so yeah. has
1: made a lot of them. I don't know if I should be saying this because I don't think she's technically doing it right now. But I personally know some people who have gotten them from her. And she's done like tons of different themes on the, the writing of the Disneyland yeah. on the back. And it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. It's so yeah. perfectly detailed. the The way that the letters are so
0: thin, yet she's able to... Fit so many different uh, yes. uh, drinks and, and snacks. And you know exactly it. what
1: what each thing is, even though ah. it's in such a small space. Like, it is perfect.
0: It's amazing. She's Definitely amazing. go check it out on yes. Instagram. It's so awesome. We're
1: very impressed, and we're very thankful.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we wanted to split these fathers up. We, we As we were looking at the different types of fathers, um, we realized in the earlier disney movies um there were a lot of fathers that weren't around um just because you know they you know, they lived with a stepmother because the dad had died or something like that um and so there were a lot of fathers that weren't in the picture in earlier disney movies but as we were kind of looking at these disney fathers um there wasn't really a progression Like I feel like last time with the mothers, we talked about like kind of like the evolution of Disney mothers, where they started and where they are kind of going now. Mm -hmm. This had a very mixed assortment of fathers. So we kind of broke it down to three different groups. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of these groups were intermingled throughout the decade. So it wasn't this like through line of they started here. And they ended up here, and so yeah, the different categories, yeah, w- it's kind of a
1: assortment in each grouping that we have. It's not yeah. really like one time frame in Disney or in Pixar. It's kind of scattered. It's just different types of dads that are portrayed in those movies.
0: Yeah, and apologies if we do not mention one of your favorite fathers. <laughs> um, I know there's so many, there's but these are so just many. ones that stuck out to us um, and but-
1: ones that we kind of wanted to focus on because the father is like kind of a focal point of yeah. the movie or like a father-child relationship is kind of really important to that movie. Yeah. Cause there's any fathers. fit within these
0: categories. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And you know, obviously there's tons and tons of dads in the Disney movies, but you know, we can't talk all night. So we, yeah. we just pick some of the ones that are some favorites for sure. Standouts.
0: And if we miss your favorite father, or if we talk about your favorite father, if you're watching on YouTube right now, like, let us know in the comments below if you're listening to um, to this on a podcasting platform. Hit us up on Instagram. We would love to hear about your favorite fathers of Disney. Mm-hmm. But with that, do you want to start off with the first one?
1: Sure. I'll start. So our first category. Okay, yeah. Yes. Our first category that we're talking about is the fathers who are kind of overly protective, a little bit um, fearful of, you know, letting their kids grow up and explore and adventure and that kind of thing. So there's a heavy theme of that mm-hmm. with a lot of the dads in Disney and Pixar. Um, so that's where we thought we would start with this group. So the first one we're talking about is King Triton. Yeah. So King Triton, as we all know, he's a merman, and he's very proud of his daughters. He's a single dad. I think we read up that his yeah technically wife
0: yes my wife
1: (laughs) got um killed apparently by
0: by a pirate ship by a pirate ship which
1: i don't know if they really talk i guess they said it's like in the so it was
0: in uh one of the movies that was like uh like a prequel to the series
1: um okay so it's from like
0: yeah and i've seen you know we've seen uh Little Mermaid 1 and 2, but I actually haven't seen the prequel.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know that there was until yeah. now. But you gotta
0: watch it. <laughs> yeah, now I have to
1: watch it. So, yeah, so his wife's gone. He's raising all these girls by himself, and he loves them. He's a great dad, but he is very, very protective and very scared of what Ariel is kind of trying to grasp onto and do, which is to get into the human world and yeah. fall in love with Prince Eric so, you know, there's that scene that we all know and remember where he yeah. comes in and destroys everything that she's collected from the human world. And it's very sad. Yeah. And you do see a moment afterwards when he sees how sad she is, when he kind of like sort of regrets what he did.
0: Is that one second of Just him a split second. This,
1: yeah. He doesn't yeah. say anything. It's just kind of a look. Um, but you can tell that he's like, i probably went a little too crazy on that Mm -hmm. so um but in the end triton grows which is kind of the other theme in these in this category is like very protective in the beginning but grows throughout the movie and you know learns to let go a little bit you know so in the end he sacrifices himself for ariel he becomes a little sea urchin
0: a little uh but he got like a polyp.
1: polyp. <laughs> yeah. Very he sad He sells the polyp. mustache.
0: He sells the mustache. Yeah. The um,
1: um. But he, you know, polyp. He, he lets gone. Ursula take over because the other option is for Ariel to be gone forever, and so he did a very loving father thing and took her place. Mm-hmm. But then he ends up coming back because Ursula gets killed and by
0: the by humans Eric. that he hid. And the one, the other cool theme about this movie is that. Not only was he protective of his daughters, he was very protective of his species of yeah. the mermaids and mermen. Mm-hmm. And he always just talked about, OK, it's us down here and the human world out there. And we are not like there's We're this big tension. No <laughs> one's good. No one's good in the human world. Yet he sees that um, Eric in the human world defeats Ursula. And that kind of opens his mind a little bit when he's seeing um, Ariel on the rock and then mm-hmm. he, that changes his mind like you know what she was really in love um, I need to let go I'm gonna miss her so much and then he gave her you know permanent legs mm-hmm. and um, and then we see this kind of blend between you know oh these other, these other people are not all bad like mm-hmm. I need to open my mind up to see past this yeah. I think that's a great message in mm-hmm. today's world um, no matter you know no matter now 20 years from now whatever we have to be open-minded to those people who might not be like us um and really just break down those walls and mm-hmm. and get to know people yeah um but yeah for sure love it King i love it yep. i think He's a great first us. one for the overly protective
1: <laughs> yes definitely so next up
0: yeah so next up we have the sultan from mm. uh, aladdin I love the Sultan because he he loves Jasmine so much. He's so lovable. Yeah.
1: He's 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 got a more lovable persona than Triton, you know? Like they're both protective in different ways. But the Sultan is just so like he's like a teddy bear, you know?
0: He's like a teddy bear. And And he he just wants
1: what's best for Jasmine, and you know, so did Triton, but they just had different ways of going about it. And Sultan's just like I'm not gonna be around forever. I want you to be taken care of. Like that's his main thing. He just wants yeah. her to be cared for. Exactly. And
0: there's, you know, the law of what was the law actually it had to so it had to be appointed she had by
1: Mary.
0: An, oh, and marry a, a prince, yes. Yeah. And then um and then at the end he realizes that true love is better than tradition. And yeah. him being the Sultan, he could change the law. Um, and allowed just, I'm trying to remember that quote. He doesn't, he has a really good quote. He
1: says like, this. yeah, Um, we, we read it. He says like, well, am I sultan or am I sultan? Like this law, you know, from here on out, like this law is gone. And like, the like she shall marry whoever she wants. Basically. I'm not quoting it correctly, but, um, did you just find it?
0: I'm just trying to find it. Uh, I mean, oh wow, this is a site with a lot of sultan quotes. Oh my! If, he, if you want, if you want a thousand Sultan quotes, this is the site to be on. But yeah, pretty much, that's what it, that's what it is, and it's, yeah. it's amazing. So he, he changes he the change law and he
1: lets his daughter do what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah, a great which is dad. which
0: is really, I mean, scary for someone who's in power. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, to let to her change marry a big street law. Rat, but, <laughs> You're uh, right.
0: But he does <laughs> he change around him. because they do love each other. And so yeah. um, a great, lovable, different type of overly protective, almost overly protective because of the law.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and then, yeah, he grows.
1: Yeah, he, changes. he
0: does. Yeah, it's
1: he's good. a great dad. Great dad. Oh, yeah. So next up, we have Chief Powhatan from Pocahontas. He... He's like, I mean, okay, this is another one I haven't watched super recently, but we did rewatch kind of like towards the end when you see his change of heart. And it's such a beautiful scene because very protective in the beginning. Like we were saying, he lost his wife, I think, again. And he's just kind of trying to take care of his tribe and his daughters.
0: That scene is just so powerful because he was about to do one of the most unimaginable things, mm-hmm. which is killing another person. He was so caught up in this our tribe versus your tribe and protection and all mm-hmm. this stuff that as he was swinging his staff and um, Pocahontas steps in and she, she, you know, says that she loves him and, and there's this huge moment there, um, that beautiful scene where the wind and the leaves come in as she says that and mm-hmm. it's almost like him realize it like you know his tribe is so connected to nature and nature's all about like growth and love and and uh, just being one and all this stuff and that's almost like that reminder in that moment that he let hate get a hold of him mm-hmm. um and that was almost like this uh amazing reminder like no, 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 we should really all be one connected to, mm-hmm. you know, the universe and all this stuff. Um, and then I love the quote that he says. He says mm-hmm. something about like, if there's going to be fighting, it's not going to start with me um, because of that simple act. And throughout the, throughout the movie, obviously, he, he was very overprotective because um, what was going on during that time. Mm -hmm. But the ending is just so It's
1: so powerful It's such a beautiful scene And I forgot about it But rewatching it I was just like My gosh Like And you get the If I Never Knew You Yes My favorite song It's so beautiful If you don't know If I Never Knew You From Bocahontas It's not like a a main theme Yeah but it is in that scene Which I didn't even remember It's just the most beautiful song It's so great Oh my gosh Look it up
0: (sighs) Look it up It's amazing Um, Yes and so this one, real quick, um, Chief Tui, am I saying that correct? I think so. Oh, yeah, is that, Sounds yeah, yeah. right. So uh, Moana, her father, this is an interesting one because she sees him as just this father who's stuck in the mud, yeah. like, we should just live here. He always brings her back from the water, and it's something that she wants to do, something that she really wants to explore, um, and she doesn't know anything about why he's that way if you don't give like an explanation of why you're that way they're going to just think that you're overbearing and um, and he never told Moana about the time that he was a, a, a you know like a seafaring wayfinder whatever great yeah. that the right, right <laughs> dead term and he used to go out with his friend and then one day his friend passed away because the waves were so strong mm-hmm. and so there's this past trauma that Moana never knew about. And um, and I think if she had known about that, if he would have talked about that to her, she would have had a little bit better understanding and he would have a little bit better understanding yeah. um, with her. Um, and so I think that's a kind of an interesting point is that not only was he protective and then he grew once he figured out that Moana saved um, their whole island and other islands as well is... We have to be very communicative. Um, mm-hmm. We shouldn't hide ourselves to our kids. And I think that was an interesting um, and very cool point in mm-hmm. Moana.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. It's, it's interesting watching kind of the progression there between them, because after she leaves and goes to find Maui, you don't really see her father again until the end when she's, like, saved their whole island Um, Mm. And then, you know, things are okay, And he's just really proud of her. But, yeah, it is interesting kind of breaking down how he he like had to realize, like, she's going to do what she needs to do. And, you know, I think he he did realize, like, he had to just let her do her thing and that he probably should have explained himself early on of like Mm. why he was so guarded about the ocean
0: yeah and but. it's interesting like a lot of these movies are about finding the balance right mm-hmm. and like us being parents now you you realize
1: totally that there is sense.
0: such a balance and it's like how do you figure out that balance of like you need to protect
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you also need to like,
1: let them let get them, hurt yeah let
0: them get uh, stuff so that they lot. can learn it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Any other parents listening right now, uh, hit us you up. We'll, we'll chat about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But we have one more in this category, and I think that this. The pinnacle. Oh, my gosh. The pinnacle of the overprotective to growth.
1: If you, you all know. If you're going
0: to guess, put it in the comments and see if you're correct.
1: <laughs> you're probably correct. Marlin, Marlin from Finding Nemo. Gosh. Here's our Pixar How representation amazing. for this category. Yeah. Marlon is like he's a he's the best dad I mean it's it's so like it's one of the most beautiful stories of a father like yeah. learning and growing and watching his son grow too like I mean mm-hmm. from the first scene of that movie when Coral dies and he My is left gosh. with one child when he thought he was gonna be you know
0: makes me ball Every, Every single time. time. The it way he holds so, that egg. I know. Are you kidding?
1: I know. And what he says. Oh my gosh. Daddy's here.
0: That is it. Gone. I know. Oh, oh my gosh. My word. It
1: is so emotional. And you see from that moment why he is so, so protective yeah. of that little egg. Yeah. That little Nemo.
0: My gosh. Yeah. It's
1: so beautiful. And and then you just see this young boy who's trying to grow up and adventure and, like, come into his own a little bit. And he just, Marlon cannot let go. He just wants to yeah. take care of him. And then, you know, the inevitable happens. Nemo's gone. And he has to go find him. And he does a very noble thing, which is face his fears.
0: It. Yeah, it wasn't even just him protective of his son. He was he was protective of his own life. He was yeah. very afraid of he
1: things. was so scared to leave home yeah. and face everything that the deep dark ocean could bring to him. But he did it because Marlon or sorry, because Nemo was his life. Yeah. yeah. And it was like he probably saw no point if he didn't have Nemo anymore and he yeah. just wanted to find him. And so you just see his journey oh. getting to Nemo, and it's so so beautiful and that you know when they finally reunite it's just the best and you finally see him like yeah they have a good balance yes that. yes exactly and it's like he finally learns to let go a little bit even though they went through this traumatizing thing and he no. finally got back to him he's like okay like i can't hold on to him forever you know and they finally get home and he's like then then it goes to the scene where Nemo's wanting to sleep in and Marlon's like, Get up, get up, time for school. You yeah, know, and he's yeah, like yeah. it's just so sweet. I just love that it's, movie and I yeah. love that father story.
0: Yeah, and we don't get that a lot. Like, right, a lot of father stories within Disney movies are more of like a a subplot or like a sub thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something in the background, but is very important to talk about. Mm-hmm. This is the I think one of the first movies where it's focused legit totally. on the dad the entire time. And yeah, I mean, you just nailed it on the head. Like that was just mm-hmm. um, it is a perfect movie, honestly. It is um,
1: not to mention the whole it's... relationship with Dory and how he grows there, too. At first, he's yeah. just like, you're just a distraction. You're just keeping me from getting to my son. And then, you know, he realizes that he's hurting her and she's yeah. like a big. And she has something to factor. offer. Too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly, oh, amazing, so guys. Good.
1: We love mm-hmm. Marlon.
0: So great, I know Marlon is best. Uh, so the next category that we have is the shut off from the kids to the growth. Mm-hmm. So we just talked about overly protective to growth. These are Disney dads that um, that are just very kind
1: of disconnected, kind of yeah. caught up in their own world, kind of you know workaholics. Yes, now, generally they're workaholics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like some are just kind of caught up in the rut of work life, even though yeah. they're not super into it. But yeah, so our first dad on this list is Jim Darling from Peter Pan. Yeah. So as we all know, once again, from the first scene, he's like, just he's caught up in yeah, he's yeah. like trying to get ready for his party. He doesn't care what his kids are doing he's just kind of like you know everybody's just distracting him for what he wants to get done and you know the fact that he needs to leave for this work party um and you kind of just get an overall negative feeling about him like it just feels like he just cares about no one other than himself
0: yeah and he can't and it kind of does at the beginning yeah Yeah. or
1: at least that's what is portrayed in that that one in that one scene i mean we can all have like a stressful night where we're just like nothing is working out and you're just like mad at everything
0: he's like disney why did he pick that one scene like (laughs) i'm actually really
1: (laughs) 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 like it could have just been that but i think we all know that he was kind of (laughs) that way regardless but Yeah. yeah it's um it's interesting seeing that scene and how he's this way and he takes the dog nana out and ties her up and the kids are also like hurt (laughs) by him and then um you know you just you know like like after he and his wife leave and she says well you know i'm i'm nervous because wendy said peter pan was coming or whatever you know however that goes and he's like oh peter pan like he's like he's just making fun of her basically very cynical And then the next time you see him is literally the end of the movie. So you don't really see anything between that time, but he's, um, he does get a little taste of childhood again. in that last scene when Wendy and the boys have returned home from Neverland and, um, and Wendy and her mom are looking out the window and like watching the cloud ship sailing away. And he's like, that ship, like i have I've, you know i saw it long ago oh, or whatever yeah. and it's like you just I get this, to this say, little, like i have a
0: strange feeling I've
1: seen yes something it's something like so that, yeah. sweet and it's so like perfect. i just love I that they had they that, that happen because it just shows what like having that childlike spirit in you can do and how yeah. it can just change you and it's just it's really really sweet i love that scene, yeah, it's, oh, it's so
0: special. It's so special. Um, the next one is actually very similar to mm-hmm. Jim Darling, and um, we're mainly talking about animated movies here. I guess this movie is partially animated, sort of animated. But guys, Mary Poppins, George Banks, uh, amazing yes. character arc, amazing. Um, also, another workaholic, very strict, um,
1: just wants his kids to like be good kids. Be, you know, like he just wants them to be successful. That's kind of his only thing. He just wants them to be well groomed, well mannered. Like, that's why they need a nanny because he wants someone else to like train up his kids to be these perfect human beings. Yeah.
0: And all the while, he is just focused on him succeeding. Like, I I think the song he sings, The A Man's Dream, isn't he talking Mm -hmm. about like all he wants in life is to do these things, grow in his kind of high position. position. That's all he's striving for. And then Bert comes in and he talks about, oh, you're striving for all these things. Yeah, well, he's striving for all these things. Your kids are going to grow up. You're going to blink and then they're going to be adults and you're going to miss their life. And and I think that's something that every parent needs to hear, especially in the age that we're in today. Everything's so fast. Everything's, you know, very... um, you know, you have to climb the ladder. You have to do this. I have to do that. And then he realizes after Bert says that and go back and watch that scene because. Yeah, we just that's one that we so, watched.
1: And it was so like, emotional. I forgot how and potent that, that scene is.
0: I know, as I was, As we were like discussing this episode, I realized like I need in order to be a better person, a better parent. I need to like go back and watch Disney movies because mm-hmm. the lessons are so important in them. And and then when he finally mends the kite and and um and <laughs> brings, it to, uh, brings it to Michael yeah. and um,
1: Jane, uh, Jane.
0: And then, you know, they're singing, let's go fly a kite. Just this amazing scene where he realizes oh. work is nothing compared to my kids and another sub Topic on this is um if you guys have not seen Saving Mr. Banks, I was just about to, to bring up that. Yeah, if you're listening to a Disney podcast, I'm sure you guys have watched it, but you could see the intricacies of
1: why travel was so important, story,
0: yeah, to the author and to the movie studio as a whole, and um and wow, okay, let's go. Mary Poppins saving Mr. Banks, Mary Poppins 2. All great films. Oh, so you could good. learn so much from them. And um and, and it's cool that like I feel like a lot of movies do focus a lot on the mothers. Um, this is one series, I feel like as a whole, um, all those three movies that do focus on the fathers, which yeah. I think is very, very good. And I think that, you know, fathers who might not be Disney fans can, can watch this and, and just be something. like hmm, Yeah. Yeah, that's I need totally a life that. lessons. Ah, so good. Um, so good. So good. Oh, next up is a great one. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: Mm. I'm glad I get to talk about this one. Uh, next up is Kerchak from Tarzan. Ker-check. Tarzan mm. in general is just like so special to me, and I love the whole entire movie for so many reasons. But so Kerchak is a huge character arc as well, just a yeah. huge character in that movie. Because you watch him go from, like, so shut off from Tarzan. He's like, you will never be one of us. Even as a young kid, he just totally shuns him and is like, don't care about you. Don't care anything about you. You'll never be my son, you know, because he had lost his little son. So sad. To Sabor, which is such a horrible and sad scene. Freaking Um, Sabor. He's the worst, but yeah, yeah, you watch all these moments between him and Tarzan where he's never fully embracing him as his son, even when Tarzan kills Sabor and like offers it to him as like a offering. Um, It's still like kind of not enough. And they, they kind of are like at a better place in their relationship. But then when Tarzan starts like veering off into the human world, you know, with Jane and her father and Clayton and all them. Kerchek, it they become a little bit more distant but then you know in the end this is another scene that we we re-watched uh mm-hmm. last night so
0: beautiful
1: and when kerchak is about to die tarzan like comes to him and he's the last one that he sees and he's like i'm so sorry for not you know understanding and um realizing that y- you're my son Basically, And he's like, you'll lead our pack now. And it's just like so, so sweet. And just to see that change of heart is so beautiful. I love Kerchak, even though he kind of breaks your heart throughout a lot of the movie. I just love to see like where it goes.
0: Yeah. Tarzan, even though it was in that era, I think it's the post-Renaissance era that not too many people love. Tarzan, not only fun not only great music but the emotional the, yeah the points that they hit not only with Kerchak mm-hmm. having a great story arc but also Kala always having this loving nature they balance um, each adoptee, other out. Yeah, kind of thing. Oh,
1: Yeah. Tar- so oh, Okay, good. we have to
0: rewatch it soon yes. because Tarzan is honestly like one of the best. Next I, time I, we
1: feel like crying it. all night. Yes. We'll watch Tarzan.
0: Multiple parts. Yeah. Like at yeah. the beginning and then when he's we- Every time we see him come in with Every that suit. Every time he comes out with know, a suit like, on,
1: it's like waterworks. Like, no. And then college yeah. is kind of is like, it's so bittersweet. <gasps> so oh my awesome. gosh.
0: That scene. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yes. Um, next off from the shutoff slash growth, we have Mr. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is interesting. He's very stuck in this nine to five position. And he's just very like bitter. Yeah, he's very bitter, right? He's mm-hmm. like, this is my life now. He misses the glory days. He misses those days where he was a super. When we see him start to open up, is when when he's back doing things he loves, but also. When he lets the kids be themselves, right? Like there's a lot of times where it's like, Dash, slow down. Like you cannot be yourself when you're running track. Mm -hmm. Um, Violet, you better not let your powers show. All this stuff. But then when they actually embrace who they are as supers and they let their kids be who they are, that's when they are at their best um, that's when Mr. Incredible is protecting them from. Uh, well, Mr. and Mrs. Mm-hmm. are protecting them from from all the dangers, and yeah. that's when they are connected again as a family. But yeah. I love that. Um, I love that kind of message that is there.
1: Mm-hmm. I do too. He's a he's a great dad.
0: You have another good Pixar one here. I, or, I do. Gary yeah, Tyranis. both this of these great. end. This with is Pixar. the last one of the shut slash growth. Yes. Awesome.
1: Another so one. Yes. Another great Pixar dad but really more a father figure
0: kind of yeah yeah more not a, a real dad carl, more of a grandfather figure yes grandfather
1: <laughs> carl frederickson from up oh, um uh, so good i mean that whole movie is so good but to watch the relationship between him and russell throughout that movie just blossom is so special and he's again such a bitter shut off to the world oh, yeah. like
0: Shut off to Russell for a yes, time, man. just
1: shut off to everything. All he wants to do at this point is go and find Paradise Falls yeah. for Ellie and just watching him like open up to Russell and watch them like grow closer throughout that movie up until the very end, where literally Russell asks Carl to be with him for his little like uh, badge, oh, badge ceremony. ceremony? Um, is so, so sweet. I totally teared up so bad. We watched this scene last night over again and I was like, oh my gosh, like you kind of get a little glimpse of what Russell's real father relationship is like and it's not good. Um, I think he's just not really in the picture it sounds like. And so having this relationship with Carl for Russell was so special because they just bonded so much and he felt cared for and loved by him. And so it's mm. so sweet when he does the badge ceremony and he pins. Yeah. The Ellie, Ellie, badge. Ba- the Ellie badge, the, or the,
0: the, you know, the, the grape soda the, badge. Yeah. He says something about like, this is the greatest honor or something. Yeah. And he, and he did, says something about the Ellie badge and the fact that That's like so everything as they're like in the house and things are, you know, Fallen over as they're like hitting crazy winds and everything. He's all protective of the photos of him and Ellie, right? Mm-hmm. Like his life revolved around about. Ellie. And this grape soda pin was the first thing that she ever gave to him. And the fact that,
1: oh, gosh. oh my god!
0: At the end, he felt oh, safe. He felt he felt secure to give. This little grape soda bottle cap that meant so much to him to this kid that he had, you know, just met I guess I don't know how long it had been, but um, that he felt so comfortable in giving this badge to Russell.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so sweet, I mean, how amazing is that? And then also, the thing I love about the movie is like. There's a difference, I think, a lot, I don't even know how people say this, but there's like a difference between like a dad and a father kind Mm -hmm. of thing where obviously Carl's not really like a father, but like anyone can be a dad and it just, it takes certain people to be a father figure and Carl definitely was that, but then it also breaks down this whole gap of like someone who's two or three generations um, different than someone else and I love the fact that they can get along and they love adventure and they do all this stuff. So it's like breaking down the boundaries of generations. And yeah, that movie is just so great. Um, another one we have so to good. watch a
1: girl. Yes, oh, has yes. been a while. And just, I mean, because of how emotional the first scene of that is, I'm always like kind of deterred from watching it because I'm like, am I ready for that like kind of emotion? Yeah. Like, ever? But it's worth it. it's so worth it. It's so so beautiful. That whole story.
0: Yeah. It's so, oh, so great. Okay. Um, moving on yes. is
1: last category that we have.
0: The overall good.
1: Yeah. The overall Nothing good. Nothing negative fathers. to say about them. They're just solid good dads.
0: Yeah. And I might just blend these first two together and then we could go on from there. But um, Geppetto and Pongo. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about fathers who just really love their kids and are protective, but not protective in the way that we were talking about in the first category. Like overly, they not were like overly something protective. terrible has happened to their kids, and um, and in the case of Pongo, it wasn't re- it wasn't their fault that they got um, mm-hmm. got puppy napped.
1: Yeah. Is that the right word? <laughs> right. Puppy
0: napped, but Pongo was like, "I am going to do everything. I'm going to risk my life to." to save these puppies but then in the case of geppetto um it technically was pinocchio's fault yet Mm -hmm, geppetto went went after him and and uh sought after him and and found him um and i'm trying to remember if he knew what he did uh but i don't
1: think he really did but either way there was no i remember he said like regardless of
0: yeah what the your thing is like yeah i'm just glad that you're here with he's me like it
1: doesn't matter like nothing matters because i have you back basically so it's yeah. like it's just such a sweet special moment of their reuniting after who knows how long it had been that yeah. it was gone but geppetto just loved him so much and did everything he could to get him back yeah and that was so, so sweet and the next one that we have is maurice from Love beauty and the maurice. beast he's such a good dad so lovable Just so fun, and, you know, he just is doing his thing. He's just, like, creating stuff. He doesn't care what anyone thinks about him. He's not caught up in, like, what looks good to the people. Like, he's just doing his thing, and he loves his daughter. And
0: that's, yeah, that kind of mentality of don't care what people think, like,
1: is why she was the way she was. Yeah. yeah, And why there's a whole song about, like, how she's so strange or whatever. It's like... You know, it just goes to show that he raised her to be like, it's not about what other people think about you.
0: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of other Disney dads, it's like, I mean, they grow from this, but it's like they have a very specific type of, like, they want to marry their daughters off, like, all this stuff. And he's just like, I don't even care if you get married. Like, you love reading. You love adventure. You love, you know, doing your own thing. Like, that is what makes you you Mm -hmm. you don't need to get married if you find someone and get married like she doesn't at the end that's totally fine but like you have your passions yeah and if if Gaston's gonna be like a girl reading that's strange he's like well that's honestly not the type of person for you Mm -hmm. and I just love him because he has no he doesn't see anything wrong with it he's like oh yeah yeah like, it's like you like do love reading, daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go for it. I love um, it. So good. So great. Uh, so our next one is Goofy. Gosh dang, the the Goofy movie, guys. Yeah. Um, I actually have not watched this since I became a father because I know if I watch it, I will ball my eyes out. But Goofy is, he's a single father, um, and so, he's a single father who. Decides to f- devote everything he can to his son, Max. Mm-hmm. And um, he's trying to find his boundaries, right? He's, he's trying to figure out, like... He's not necessarily overly protective, but he just wants to spend all his time he can with Max.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, almost to the point where he doesn't realize that that... Uh, what's that, like, rodent park he takes him to? And they're, like, <laughs> singing these old, like, weird songs. Like... He doesn't even see that that's weird, um, because he just sees Max as his little kid, and he says this quote. I'm trying to remember it, but he says, "No matter how old you get, you'll always be like my son, or you'll always be my little boy." And the fact that you see this very rebellious Max and um, and Goofy just trying to connect with him, trying to find ways to connect with him. Right, thinking about the the time that they're in the car, he's playing these like crazy like rock and roll songs. And, and then Goofy just switches the channel to a song they used to listen to back then. he's just trying to like sing with Max and Max is like, I'm not, I'm, I'm like not past this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the way that they go through this crazy father, son, um, back and forth. And then by the end, they realize that that's like what they have. That's what's most important to them. Is just amazing. Um, and so, Goofy deserves a spot on the overall good list. He
1: does. He's a great dad. It. We all love
0: Goofy. Goofy's the best. He's
1: he so great. Okay, next up we have Fazu from Milan. Another fantastic father. Um, you know, he's also protective as he should be in terms of what was kind of going on in their country at that time. Yeah. Um, He wants to be the protector regardless of his physical capabilities, which obviously were not much. Yeah. He was like, You're staying here, I'm going to war. Like I'm gonna
0: Yeah.
1: I'm gonna go do this, you know? And he's a strong man and he was ready to go out and protect them. But in the end, we all know what happens. Mulan goes out and does her thing.
0: It almost shows that he was such a good father that Mulan would be willing to
1: do that. Put for herself yeah. in
0: that place because of,
1: yeah. She was not willing to let him go off. And because you know he would have died so quickly if he went out to the war. Yeah. So it's just so, so sweet seeing how she takes that on for him. And then they get to reunite in the end. And yeah. their relationship is just so special. It's so sweet yeah. when, you know, she comes back and they're at the cherry blossom tree.
0: He has another great quote, too. Just, like, I think she brings a medal. Doesn't she bring the medal of, like, honor or something like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: she won that. And, and he, he just, just, like, says, throws it
1: on the ground and hugs her, remember?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just says, like, the greatest honor I could ever have is having you as a daughter. Yeah. all oh like, my- I don't care that you. I mean, well, I guess he does care that she saved a lot of things, but. What's more important is to just have Mulan as a daughter. Amazing, mm-hmm. so it's good,
1: so good. He's such a good dad. Nothing no. can't say anything bad about him.
0: Oh, so great. Um, next up, we have James from Princess and the Frog, and I love, I love this character. Even though we don't, even though he's see in it for a too, short time, you know, such a short time. Yeah, so um, he always instills this like hard work ethic into Tiana, but. In a very balanced and good way um, that he was always a very hard worker and he would come home and he would just be tired and just kind of, you know, from, from trying to support his family. But whenever Tiana would come in, he would always just light up and wouldn't show his um, exhaustion. But he always just kind of had this. He always taught Tiana, like, you have your dreams You follow those dreams, but it's also about hard work as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Tiana later on does have to find um, a balance between that hard work. But Mm -hmm. um, he was just a great dad. Um,
1: So inspirational. uh, So
0: inspirational. Love their
1: relationship so much.
0: And the fact that she always, like everything she did, went back to her dad's dream. Like her dad's dream was always about opening a restaurant And then so she kind of took that up and was like, I'm going to open it for you. It just showcases like how great of a dad he was that Mm -hmm. she wanted to follow her dreams and open this.
1: Yeah. And it was like his dream became her dream because he wasn't there. It was like she she wanted it anyways. But it was even more important to her because yeah. he wasn't around to do it himself, which oh. was just so special that it finally happened. Yeah. I love that movie. Amazing. Um, so next up, we have Fergus from Brave. Fergus. He's so great. Um, another one where he's just kind of like, you are who you are, kind of like Maurice, you know, yeah. he's not he doesn't want to, like, tie her down the way that her mom does. Like, he wants yeah. her to be herself and be who she is. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of goofy about it. And, you know, he likes to <laughs> kind of like poke fun at her. But he like he loves her and he loves all of her quirks, Yeah, which is so special, even though he kind of like knows what the ultimate goal is for like. His daughter, like, you know, he wants her to grow up and kind of become who she should be, Um. but he just he likes to watch. Who she is as a no. young girl and watch the process. He's
0: always been supportive of, supportive of her like love for archery and like mm-hmm. her love to just, you know, do these things that aren't necessarily what you would expect of a princess. Mm-hmm. And it's just um it's just really fun to see. It I is. do love that movie. It's and great. Then, yeah. And then obviously we talked about um her mom in the Mother's Day uh, episode. Yeah. Um, where they go on at a a journey together to really kind of try to understand each other. Um, yeah. It's so good. So definitely listen to that. Another one where listened.
1: the mom and dad kind of balance each other out.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's so interesting. So great. Uh, So we have just three more. Um, We're going to go kind of quick through these, but mm-hmm. we have Wilden Lightfoot from Onward. And, um, you know, not Pixar, in it yeah. at all, yeah.
1: actually, <laughs> but his
0: legs are in it
1: yes um, his and his in it. his legacy isn't it his le- <laughs> so, <laughs> legacy i like that <laughs> like you um, know who he is based on his sons and the stories that are told about him yeah which makes us know just how special of a person he was and what a great dad he was
0: yeah for sure and and the, like you said i mean ian ian uh he has never met wilden and never met his father and um and just him trying to figure out what he was like, and as they go on this adventure, um, I love that he had specific things he wanted to do, and um, and it didn't really meet his expectations. But then he realized that he was able to by the end of the movie. You know, he was able to get to know his father better um, through this experience, even though his brother kind of hindered at first. He thought. Uh, the ability to get to know him. And then at the end of the movie, he realized that Barley was almost like like encompassed who Wilden was. Mm-hmm. Um, and though that, that was just a great movie that maybe it's not like your your typical Pixar movie, mm-hmm. but if you um have not seen it, you should watch it, and by the end, you'll be crying. It is so good. Um, I yeah. love that movie and the, the relationship between the father who isn't even there mm-hmm. with the sons. Yeah. Um, it,
1: like, took a minute for that movie to grow on me. Like, I had to watch it, I think, a second time before I, like, really realized how much I loved it. But it is so good. It is. I love the adventures they go on and just the relationship that they have and just the special moments, like with the dad legs
0: (laughs) and like the things that happen, the the
1: bonding that happens. is just so special.
0: It is. Do you want me to get the next one? And then you could do the, the last one. Sure.
1: Okay. Go for it.
0: One I put in here, uh, was from Ryan, the last dragon, uh, chief Benja. I really, um, have a very, like, I would like to be like chief Benja. Um, the reason being that uh Raya is very um she's so caught up in the different tribes and how they could secure their tribe. Um, and you know, if something bad is happening with something, uh, she wants to get vengeance on them and and all this stuff. And and her father is very much the type of person that says, like, I want to be united. I want to be um like like let love kind of rule in your life. Like don't let hate get the better of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of the story of Ryan the Last Dragon. Um, yeah. and and you see that his, um, his vision turned him into stone, mm-hmm. uh, at the moment. But then when she finally at the end of the movie, uh, follows her dad's dream of uniting the 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 clans or the tribes, um that's really what brings everyone together and brings everyone out of that stone state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we live in a world that is very um, divided and very kind of tentious. Um, and I want to be a father that does, um, you know, relate to my uh, children that we should strive for, um, we yeah. should strive for peace and unity mm-hmm. regardless of what we're hearing from the news and all this craziness that we constantly hear. Um, we should see people for the way they are and, and strive for that unity. And I I really love that message in Ryan and the Last mm-hmm. Dragon.
1: Me too. It is really beautiful.
0: It is. It's a great movie. Um, should we get on to
1: the end? Here Last is one, final dad. I think if you don't all know who we're about to say... I'm sorry, because he is the best. I think he's pretty he's much good. the top dad. We're talking about Mufasa. Mufasa. He's the best. I mean, what what do I even need to say? He's, yeah. he's wise. He's caring. He's strong. He's loving. He's like every balance. adjective you can think of. He's very balanced. Yes, he's like just the perfect balance of protective to where he needs to be, but... Just he encompasses everything that a dad should. He's so perfect. And it's so sad that he's in it for such a short time. But Simba learned so much from him, even in that short time that we see in that movie. And he's just he bestows so much wisdom on Simba. It's it's crazy. I love um, him.
0: I love when he's trying to teach him a lesson and he, he, he does get angry, he does get um he is a little intimidating when when he finds Simba at the elephant graveyard. Mm-hmm. And Understandably that's and he was like Simba says to him like something along the lines of, you know, I thought rulers never get scared, and he said, I was scared today. Um and after this like harsh kind of talking to um, he transitions that into this lesson of, you know, the circle of life, how everything is kind of connected, and and it turns into this moment of like, this discipline and lesson, to you know, Simba tackling his father and them just talking about, um, you know, the the legacies and the 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 ancestors that are in the sky, and he like. Turns these hard moments into lessons. Anything that's really great, and then at the end, he sacrifices himself for his son, and then his legacy lives on through Simba. Uh, one of the hardest things to ever watch in a Disney yeah. movie, but Seriously. such a great payoff. I mean, it's
1: yeah, it is so It is. That scene will get me every single time. The sacrifice that he makes to let Simba live. He's just... There's nothing he won't do for his son. Yeah. You know? And we see that portrayed so well by him. And he really is just an amazing dad. Yeah. Props to Mufasa.
0: Props to Mufasa. Well, with that, let us know, like I said earlier, your favorite Disney fathers. And while you're at it, let us know your favorite Disney mothers, too, if you have (laughs) those. Um, (laughs) We're so glad that we got to do an episode on this. Um, We're, I mean, thankfully, like later last week we are like why don't we do a Father's Day episode because we did like a Father's Day episode to. and I'm so glad that we did it I am um, too and a yeah. big
1: shout out to my favorite Disney dad uh, <laughs> he's yeah. the best and I'm so thankful for him He and our son adore him he's the best so and shout out to all you dads out there shout out holding sure. it up for your families we love you you're the best.
0: With that, we just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. The support seriously means so much. And we will see you guys next week. And we're just so thankful for all of you guys. But um, until then, we'll see you guys. We'll Have a great see you one. guys. Bye. Bye and
1: happy Father's Day.